This is the Birth Village Podcast. Welcome back to the Birth Village Podcast. I'm Morgan Brower, and today I am joined by Mandy Scott, who does a lot of her work in energy work. She does a lot of different really cool things, and we are going to be hearing about all of them today. She does foot zoning, facial reflexology, and she is a woman's relationship coach. Mandy, welcome to the Birth Village Podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Morgan. I am so grateful to be here today. We are so grateful to have you and to hear all of what you can teach us. Um, Will you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yes, I would love to. Thank you. So um, about 10 years ago, I started getting really into essential oils, and I just loved essential oils. Loved the way they smell, loved the way they make me feel. Mm -hmm. And having four boys of my own, I always felt like there was aches and pains and different things that the body was holding on to. And as I started studying essential oils, I would look up like, okay, if my son has a fever, where should I put the essential oil. Mm-hmm. And as I studied that, they were saying, oh, you put it on the feet, you put it on the big toe and different things that you would use essential oils to help the body heal. And they yeah. were always related to the foot. Yeah. And so that's initially how I got so interested in the feet and yeah. foot zoning was because there the correlation to the body of when I would use essential oils. So that is really mm-hmm. the first t- taste I had was really getting into essential oils. Yeah, and feeling like, oh, everything's on the feet. Yes, everything is on the feet. And so I just started studying maps. I started buying books about foot reflexology at first Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, well, well, if this is sore throat, where do I put this? And what oil do I use here? What oil do I use there? And just really getting interested in where to put different things on the feet. Mm -hmm. Okay. And will you tell us a little bit about foot reflexology and foot zoning? Like, what does that mean for somebody that's, that it's really foreign to? Yes. Well, foot, they're basically acupuncture points on the feet and different parts on the feet. But the idea is reflexology has been around for a long time and foot zoning is just a more developed map, a more developed it's kind of like comparing, you know, like a 1950s Mustang to a Mustang now. <laughs> okay. It, the reflexology, it's a classic. It's, yeah. it's, it's beautiful. It's wonderful. But the foot zoning, you know, has got more of like electric windows and okay. air conditioning and heated seats. So <laughs> it's just a lot more in depth. Yeah. It's a lot more, um, the maps or sort of the feet are just include a lot more. And so the idea is that the body runs in meridian lines mm-hmm. coming from the top all the way down to the feet. And so everything, all of our body parts, all of our organs are ending in the feet. Okay. And so, and it's our feet that touch the ground every day. Mm-hmm. It's what grounds us. It's what connects us. And when there's um, disconnection in that body part, we often hold emotion yeah. in the different body parts and they are represented on the feet. So when we are holding emotion in a specific body part, what what does that look like or feel like? Yes. Um, it often feels like, so for me, I'll, sometimes it can feel um, crunchy or it can feel like a knot oh, or okay. it can feel, sometimes I feel heat coming okay. off of it. As I rub it, I'll start to notice that there's heat Wow. that I'll feel coming off of, off of that area. Okay. Very interesting. We kind of jumped a little bit farther in than I meant to, but I'm so fascinated by all of this. (laughs) I love it too. Yeah. So that was your introduction into like foot zoning. Yes. How did you get into all of the rest of these things? Well, the beautiful thing is that the body always desires to heal itself. Okay. And so I felt like also there's also all these acupuncture points on the face. Okay. Yeah. And so with the facial reflexology, I started studying that, getting involved in that with, um, I find it so beneficial with sore throats and headaches and just other different ailments. Mm -hmm. Um, like for, for holistic healing, um, you know, Beauty will tell us that, um, oh, if you've got dark circles under your eyes, you need to find a, like, a really great concealer. Sure. But the 
holistic approach is that the dark circles under the eyes are a sign of kidney function. And so we work on activating the kidneys function signals in the body. I can do that through the face and through the feet to allow the body to come back to homeostasis to try to heal itself. I love that. You're really working on us from head to toe. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And then your women's relationship coaching, that's a newer thing for you, right? Yes. Tell us about that. Well, I love working with everyone, but I specifically do love being able to help women. Mm -hmm. And as I was working on the feet and finding that there was a lot of emotion that we were storing in our feet, I wanted to get more involved with being able to help women. And I know that a lot of my clients report back to me that they feel like sessions with me are like therapy sessions. Absolutely. Yes. And so I wanted to learn more about how I could help women with actual tools. Okay. And so I spent this last year, I just completed my certification. I just finished it and working um, intensive classes and um, coaching one-on-one with lots of other women and just seeing, you know, looking at limited beliefs, looking at affirmations that we tell ourselves sometimes that we're not even conscious of. Mm -hmm. And I find that through the feet and I also find it through, you know, verbally talking. Yeah. So when you're working on someone's feet, you're finding things, they don't have to tell you what's bothering them. Their feet tell you. Correct. I do that through muscle testing. Okay. So let's say, for example, I'm working um, on the spot that would be represented on the the big toe, which um, there's a signal for the jaw. Mm -hmm. And that is something that will often come up. And it's usually I'll, I'll muscle test it. It can be anger or resentment or irritation, different things like that. And mm-hmm. so I'll muscle test it and I'll say, oh, I'm feeling a lot of anger coming up for you. And then I allow them to, and I'll just kind of say, do you, do you, are you aware of where you're feeling anger or how's that showing up for you right now? Yeah. And a lot of times they will have something to say about that. But the interesting thing is, as I work with a lot of babies, I work with a lot of young children and even working on teenagers. There's not always an awareness. Uh I know when I worked with some of my teenage boys, um, I'll say, oh, there's some depression going on here and they don't connect with it at all. So it's okay if you're like, gosh, I'm not really sure where that's coming from. Okay. If you, and especially in these young kids and teenagers, they're maybe not emotionally intelligent enough to understand how those emotions might be affecting them enough to recognize them in their life. Absolutely. And so it's okay if you don't know exactly if it be, you know, a a young child, I can still energetically release them. I just know a lot of my clients are more like, what did you find? What is, you know, what's going on there? And the thing that I love about my foot zone is that as we are working on the foot, we are identifying that limited belief of the anger or the resentment and kind of working through that. And it will often feel painful for the individual as I'm working on that spot. It feels oh. tight and tense. And then through the energy clearing, it releases and that spot will no longer be sore or hurt. They'll actually physically feel a relief. That's so amazing. Okay. I do. I want to come back to the nitty gritty of all of this, yes. but I'm, I'm interested too in certification or licensing for these types of things. How do you learn these things? Yes. Well, they, um, I got certified through the foot zoning f- through a program called we do feet. Okay. And I, um, it's a wonderful program and they c- his name is Brad Knoll and he's the one that certified me and he, they, they're run out of, um, up North. Okay. And it, for me, it was a nine month program. Wow. And lots of classwork and lots of assignments, lots of reading. And we would come together for several days every month. Mm. And then we'd be given assignments throughout the month and we would connect and then, um, practice like practice practice. on each other and Mm -hmm. stuff. And then we had to also practice on other people for part of the certification. And then there was also, um, a written test. Okay. And how long ago was that? I got certified in 2017. Cool. So you've been doing this for a minute. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 2017 doesn't sound all that long ago, but when I actually realize where we're at, it's, 
It's a while ago. happened in the last few years. <laughs> yeah, it goes by really fast. That's really cool. And then um, is it is it pretty similar situation for your facial reflexology? And Yes, I did that also through a group, um, the Mind Body Institute. And her name is Jackie Van Ruler. And I loved what I learned through there. And that certification was um, like a week long of intense certification. Okay. Same thing with test and practice. And really, um, we learned how to use gua sha tools. And oh, neat. I got trained. Um, I also use um, sound therapy with um, different vibrations and different things like that. As you're doing a service, you'll yeah. incorporate those things. Uh -huh. Very cool. And I feel like Okay. So what I'm getting from you is I, I'm just feeling a passion for helping people. Yes, definitely. And I, I think I'm seeing that in the different ways that you are adding to your practice and building your business. It's very obvious that you want to help people in, in the best way that you can. Where does that come from? Why are you so passionate about that? Oh, thank you for recognizing that because <laughs> sure. that is the truth. I really love connecting with people. I do find, um, that I see versions of myself in everyone. Oh, yeah. And as I'm working on someone else, I'm actually also working on myself. Sure. And I find that as someone else is working through their trauma, their pain, I am always able to find connections with them. And I'm also able to work on myself. So the healing sessions that we work on, I'm never just working on them. I'm also always working on myself because I find mirrors of my life through everyone. That's really beautiful. Thank I think you. that's something that if anyone can accomplish that in their life, that's a really good thing to accomplish. But the fact that you've made a career out of it is just really inspiring. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Energy work can get a little bit of a bad rap sometimes. Like it's weird. It's woo woo, all that yes. stuff. But it's very like you're obviously seeing people heal and, and yes. get better from it. But will you tell us how your energy work specifically is different from someone else that that someone might go to for energy work. Yes. For me, I have also experienced some energy work sessions that I maybe didn't enjoy as much okay. because I, I definitely feel like for me, I don't cross the line of like into fortune telling or, um, you know, predicting things. Okay. I like to just stay in the here and the now mm -hmm. and just really being more in tune with what is the body's telling me at that moment. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think where sometimes it does get a bad rap is because it ventures maybe into um, things that there's a lot of speculation with. Okay. And so for me, I just want to stay in the moment of what the body is telling me in this space and time and not getting in the future or into speculation of um, things that we're just not sure of. Yeah. Okay. And our bodies definitely are telling us what's going yes. on. So when you're reading somebody's body, it's it's a direct translation of yes. what's going on for them. Yes. Very interesting. What about, what does, if someone's going to book an appointment with you um, and then they, they come to your, your space and what does an appointment look like start to finish? Yes. Thank you for asking that. You know, it really depends um, on the person, I guess. So if it's a new client, we'll often go through and kind of talk about where they're at and what their goals are, what their intention is. But so many of my clients are just regulars and it's like <laughs> meeting with a friend again. Like we come in, we'll yeah. give each other a hug and it's just a deep connection with each other. But I love spending time um, going through and making, you know, seeing where that person is and what their goals are and helping them understand what um, what we're going to be working on. Okay. And so I love to see, so for example, if I'm working with, um, a mother who is expecting, mm -hmm. um, she's often coming with maybe even some other experiences that she wants to share other okay. traumas with birth experiences or things like that, that she specifically wants to release. Or for example, um, really connecting to her birth plan. Okay. If she's expecting and working through different things, making sure that she is clear on her vision for her birth experience. Okay. So you, she comes in, you have a little bit of a chat mm -hmm. about what she needs yes. or he, cause you 
sometimes will work on men too, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And then, so you have a little bit of a chat and then where do you go from there? So I have my oils. I use a really wonderful um, salve. Okay. Um, it's called a miracle salve. I love that. So I'll wrap their feet in towels. I'll give them, um, get the salve and through muscle testing, I'll choose which oil I feel like is the best oil for them for their intent and for our session for that day. Mm-hmm. I'll begin and I'll just kind of start loosening up the feet, warming them up. And then, um, I start with the right foot first. And is there a reason? This just the way that we've okay. been trained to start. We start with the right foot first and um, spending, you know, a good 45 minutes to an hour on just that right foot, oh, wow. really loosening up and seeing what's coming up. Uh-huh. And there's a lot of talking in our session. Sure. A lot of talking. Um, so it's different than going to just maybe go to a massage where you, you know, you lay down and you kind of fall asleep and there's no talking. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of talking and a lot of sharing about what is coming up, where they're holding emotions and sharing about how we can release that. And this I, is like the best of you get a massage and you get a little therapy. Exactly. <laughs> best of both worlds. Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. And then after you work on the right foot, I assume you're going to the left. Exactly. Okay. And then you just wrap it up and they Uh have fun. Yes. So basically, I think the biggest thing that I love about the foot zone is that we're really looking at where the body is storing limited beliefs. Okay. Limited beliefs. And because as we're talking about, let's say anger, for example, how that's coming up and where, where's that trigger? And is that really even true? Mm hmm. And then what I do through the energy releases is I, it's kind of like we're digging out the pain Mm -hmm. and then I cover it back up with affirmations. Beautiful. Because we have to fill that space in or those, those same thoughts are just going to come back. Right. Yes. And that's kind of the difference. I feel like with just going to a traditional therapy session is that you sometimes leave not always feeling better. But I know all my clients report back to me. They leave feeling better. So we are digging out the pain and then we're covering it back up. I love that, Mandy. That's amazing. So what types of things do people come to you for? So it sounds like anger is one of them. Um, Let's talk about women first specifically. And you said that you can help expectant mothers. Yes. Which is really cool. So this, you, you're covered. I know you cover like a wide range of different yes. things. What are some of the main things that people are seeing you to help with? I would just, I'll just give, for example, just this week. Okay. So just this week I worked with a client who actually she did deliver, but she started seeing me because, um, she was recommended to me by her doula. Okay. Um, because at, tw- she ended up delivering her first child at 29 weeks. And it was very, very traumatic for her. So as she was approaching 27 weeks in her, um, in her pregnancy, she had a lot of fears that began to come up and like, Oh my gosh, I don't want the same thing to happen. And the anxiety level began to really increase in her. So she came to me and we scheduled, I worked with her monthly for the rest of this time, the rest of her pregnancy and just saying, okay, this, where are we at? What traumas have your body held with this pregnancy? Because Mm -hmm. pregnancy and birth really bring about, they are such empowering experiences for women. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there have been hard things that have happened previously with Mm -hmm. previous birth experiences. And as we work on clearing that, they find that they're feeling so much better in this pregnancy. Mm. And also with, you know, a lot of my clients are trying to, which doesn't have to be this way, but a lot of my clients are wanting to, are choosing natural deliveries. Mm -hmm. And so they're wanting that support Mm -hmm. to feel supported and seen and heard and really getting clear on what they're wanting. And Mm -hmm. I connect them with what they're wanting and releasing any pains or traumas that might be holding them back from experiencing what they want in their actual birth. Yeah. And it really is true that our body physically hangs on to experiences that happen to us. So whether it was maybe a birth trauma or I'm sure different traumas can affect a birth experience as well. If we can clear out those things before we go into that birth experience, we're setting ourselves up for just like a clean slate, a beautiful experience, the, the most best possible experience by having that blank canvas and by setting ourselves up for 
whatever we want to have. Absolutely. So that's really cool. What a good experience. So how far along was she when she had her baby? She went full term. Yay. She went full term. And so our last session, which was last week, what I do is, um, once you're at least 38 weeks, Mm -hmm. I can do different things. Like pressure points and pressure stuff. points. Ooh. So I am careful with pregnancy that mm-hmm. we don't work. Uh, I'm not activating certain signals. Yeah. Um, to bring about labor, but once you're 38 weeks and you're ready, we can um, work on activating signals on the feet that help bring labor going. Cool. That's yes. really neat. Yes. Um. So that's one thing that you might work on with somebody. Um, what else? Well, lots of different things. I'll give you a few examples from, from kids that I've worked on lately. Please. Yeah. So, um, also sometimes children or babies, it can be a rough go entering into this world. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It can be so rough. And so there's different things that can also feel traumatic for them mm-hmm. where they might feel, um, like they're crying a lot. They, they come home, they might be crying a lot. They might, um, have some acid reflux. Mm-hmm. So, you know, colic acid reflux, or even some digestional things that are going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I also work on babies all the time and really cool. I can feel where the trauma is being held on through their feet. Wow. And I will work on, you know, through muscle testing, seeing what exactly is there and they don't have to talk to me, Yeah, but, um, I'll activate those signals and release whatever was going on. Wow. So for example, um, I had one little boy recently that had um, some trauma from a circumcision and was just screaming and crying. And the mom, you know, sent me a video and said, I don't know what to do. He's just screaming and screaming Mm. and screaming. And within two sessions, he, all of that trauma left and he was back to his calm, regular self. Oh, that's really awesome. I think, yeah, it's hard for people sometimes to acknowledge the fact that babies go through a lot, whether that's from birth, because imagine what a baby is going through when they are entering into this world that what a crazy experience for that little human Mm -hmm. and and their existence has always been this very comfortable, cozy thing. And then all of a sudden they have to go through the birth canal and now they're breathing and now they're having to eat and, and, feed themselves, not feed themselves, but like get food source from somewhere other than the umbilical cord and all Uh of these things. What a crazy thing it must be to come into this world. And we don't always acknowledge that we're, we're so frustrated with our fussy babies or whatever, but like they have gone through it. They absolutely have. And especially with like circumcision, like you mentioned, like there's so many things that a baby goes mm-hmm. through in the beginning. And of their life. even um, one of my clients recently, you know, there was um, some tongue tied that was going oh. on. So he had to have that fixed. Yeah. And that is same kind of deal where the baby, you know, was fine. And then they got the tongue clipped and, and it was just crying and mm-hmm. a lot of trauma with mm-hmm. that. And that's something that, as a parent, you know that you are doing this to help them long-term. Yes. But the baby doesn't know that. Yes. And so to help them sort of heal from that emotionally, I'm sure makes a ginormous difference for that life. Yes. It's really just connecting them to their path, to their purpose, to their mission, and kind of regrounding that child to know that they are safe. Yeah. Because a lot of times I feel like a safety is what comes up for them where they're like, I don't feel safe right now. I don't Mm -hmm. like you're saying they don't understand what's just happened from this cozy existence Mm -hmm. to now being breathing and, you know, trying to digest food and going through all these different things. And the mom is, you know, a a new blank canvas with this child and trying Mm -hmm. to figure out the child and the child's trying to figure out the mom. and, And, and there's a lot of moving parts. And the thing I love to know is I'm just simply one tool Mm -hmm. to know women are not alone. Mm hmm. And that's so important. We are building, we're trying to just allow people to understand their resources for building their village. So if they would like to have someone like you that's in their village, just to turn to, maybe it's a chiropractor or maybe it's an energy worker or maybe whatever. We just want to build it. We want to let everybody know what's available to them so that whatever Mm -hmm. they feel drawn to, they, they can seek help in a variety of different ways. Yes. Because there are so many different ways to help our babies and to help ourselves. But if something doesn't work for you, 
don't feel discouraged. There yes, are other options and absolutely. foot zoning is an option and an amazing option at that. Yes. And I'd love to share another experience Please. really quick. I had, um, a two, well, she's three and she's three now, but she was born in 20, conceived in 2020 and born in 2020. Oh, and her mom, what a time. <laughs> exactly. And her mom came to me because she was pulling out all of her hair. Oh my gosh. And that it was just so hard for the mom. They couldn't figure out what was going on. And so through multiple sessions, we were able to release some of that trauma. And Whoa. after just a few sessions, she stopped hair pulling. She stopped pulling Aww. out her hair. What a sweet little girl. I know. That's crazy. Yes. That's really cool. The second annual birth expo hosted by the Southern Utah Birth Village nonprofit organization is coming up in just a few short weeks on August 5th, 2023. This expo is loaded up with lots of booths for you to visit and an amazing speaker schedule. The speaker schedule starts off strong with a Q&A session with a doula panel, followed by one of our keynote speakers, Dr. Jody Singh. She is a naturopathic doctor here in town and she was on the podcast earlier this year. She'll be giving a comprehensive guide to fertility and infertility. After Dr. Singh, we have a second panel to teach all about postpartum, placenta encapsulation, recovery, and breastfeeding that will really set you up for success in a postpartum journey, whether that's coming up soon or farther in the future. Lastly, our other keynote speaker, Dr. Paul Thomas, will be speaking on vaccine education. Dr. Thomas is a pediatrician who is knowledgeable about both the latest scientific research and the community's disease exposure. He's respectful of a family's risk factors, health history, and concerns. And he's the author of the Vaccine Friendly Plan. Find more information about the expo and purchase your tickets on our website, thebirthvillage.org. General admission tickets are $5 pre-sale and $10 at the door, and we also have a VIP ticket option for $20 that includes admission for two people, access to all the speaker's PowerPoint presentations, and a goodie bag. VIP tickets are limited and are only available for purchase before the day of the expo. We can't wait to see you there. So when you are working on a let's say a mom and a baby, if mm -hmm. they both need to be worked on, do you do that in two separate sessions or do you do it combined? I've done it both. Okay. So if it feels too long for them to sit there, so typically a session with mom is about an hour and a half. A session with baby is 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. um, I always welcome children and babies into my sessions, but sometimes mom might find it harder to relax. Sure. And feeling distracted with the babies, you know, crying or mm -hmm. needing to be fed. So sometimes we'll do it separate. It's really, I really honor what the mother thinks is best because I do believe the mother is the expert. Okay. And you will work on anyone at any age because you can work on a newborn baby or you can work on a child, yes. teenager, everybody. Yes. Okay. I've worked on older individuals with neuropathy and oh, just wow. helping um, just their feet to feel good, just releasing what I can. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have a lot of older clients as well mm -hmm. that want to like work with neuropathy. Wow. Very cool. You, you're able to do so much good. This is really neat. Thank you. When someone leaves a like therapy session or something like that, um, or even just any type of appointment where they're doing some kind of healing. Yes. Um, I think it's a pretty common experience for people to feel a little bit exhausted afterwards yes. and you like want to sleep a lot or you just need to kind of recharge. And you did mention how you are filling the, the things that yes. you're digging out and working on too. But what, what do people typically feel like after the sessions with you? Yes. That's such a great question. Thank you. I would say about 75%, especially after a first session, feel really exhausted. Okay. And they'll often, you know, need to drink a lot of water to rehydrate yeah. as we're letting go of toxins and different things in the body. So about 75% are like, and, and it's not even uncommon for people to fall asleep. Really? By the time, yeah, like okay. they can't stay awake. They're yeah. like, they get so exhausted as they're releasing different emotions. Uh -huh. And then I have about 25% of my clientele that just feel really energized. Mm, interesting. And that are just, yes, really energized by it. But it's not uncommon to laugh, to cry, to feel tired. These are all different signs that the body is wanting to heal. Yeah. 
just different. Do you, is it kind of common? Like if you're healing this type of thing, there's this type of reaction. If you're doing this type of thing, there's another type of reaction. Or I just, just find it so individualized. Okay. Sometimes people will even report back that they might even taste, um, metals in their mouth. Oh, wow. Um, different as they're real, you know, toxins are kind of coming forward. If they've been exposed to, you know, a lot of different toxins in their life or chemicals, they might even like feel like they can taste them. Yeah. So it is Crazy. very individualized. Wow. Where different bodies are looking to do different things for healing. And r different types of releases and stuff. The body yes. knows you're like communicating to the body how to heal itself kind yes, of. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Whoa. So cool. Um, I'm really enjoying hearing like all of your different experiences and stories. Do you have any more to share with us? Yes. Um, let me think about lately. Um, I, I think what I have seen so much of is just when I work on women that are about to give birth, mm -hmm. most of them report back to me that they feel like their labors actually go a lot quicker. Wow. And I think that's one of the common themes is that their labors go a lot quicker because um, we've worked so much on releasing whatever emotions that might have come up during labor. That would have held them back. That during could labor. have held them back. They're able to feel more surrender into the moment mm -hmm. because they're not being held back by limited beliefs. Wow. And I think I, one of my also my favorite things is just working. I love working with um, people who are struggling with anxiety Okay. Um, that's huge. I feel like everybody's got anxiety these days. There's yes. so much going on. Will you tell us more about that? Yeah. So a lot of times anxiety is held like in the chest area mm -hmm. um, and it feels like a lot of heaviness. And so just really being able to identify for that person where it's coming from and what limited beliefs they're holding on to. So that is definitely something that a lot of my clients report back to me is that their anxiety is greatly reduced after sessions. So what if, so somebody doesn't know why they're feeling anxiety and, yes. and they come to you and then through wherever you're feeling it on their, on their foot, for example, yes. you can say, Oh, can you give us a, an exact example? Yes. So depending on the, like you said, the emotional awareness, because if it's like a teenager that's struggling, they might not know as much yeah. as, um, you know, somebody who's, let's say 50 years old and really, really looked into trying to already heal. Yeah. So just depending on where they're at, um, I'll just kind of say, Oh, I'm picking up on, you know, some of some anxiety here. Mm -hmm. And so depending on who it is and where I feel like they're at, I'll sometimes I'll just ask them, are you aware of the anxiety and where it might be coming from? Mm -hmm. And if not, then I'll actually just muscle test okay. where I think it could be related to and then working through there about, okay, and muscle testing, like what limited beliefs come up and then just releasing them. Do you have any examples of limited beliefs? Yes. Um, I'm not enough. Okay. Um, looking to feel better without connecting to feeling better first, mm. meaning that they're like being aware of their thoughts, that their thoughts are, I'm always sick. I don't feel good. I have anxiety. Um, this mm. is just how I am. Sure. Um, usually around, uh, you know, every, every winter I get really sick. Okay. And these things that we just unconsciously tell ourselves mm -hmm. all of the time, mm -hmm. you're finding these and helping them to bring them up and correct yes. them. Yes. So I love digging through some of these limited beliefs and then saying, you know, kind of connecting them to an awareness mm -hmm. of when they're thinking it, because often limited beliefs kind of almost when we start to have one thought like, Oh, I can't do this. This is too hard for me. Then a like thought will match it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it feels like a train going 90 miles per hour in the wrong direction. And Seriously. we wanted to go to California and we ended up in um, North Dakota. You right. know? And so it's just going the wrong direction. And at the momentum of those thoughts are so strong. So what we do is we become, I really want to work on connecting people to being the awareness. Yeah. 
of, okay, there's that thought again. There's and the that earlier thought. you recognize it, the easier yes. it's going to be to correct the direction. Yes, the- yes, because it's not the momentum of the negative thought is not there. Okay. And so I love allow, allowing people to say, oh, wow, I am stuck into some negative thought patterns with negative mm-hmm. and limited beliefs. And th- and they're not true. Mm-hmm. They're not true. So do you give people like, homework if you will to kind of correct it okay so like here's what here's what you need to say to yourself when you recognize this thought or something like that yes okay yes and I think people are often surprised like I thought I was coming you know for a very relaxing and you're giving me homework (laughs) like I was coming for a foot massage what yes (laughs) yes it is very common that I give people homework okay and the homework looks like what It, it really varies sometimes um it's I'll give you, uh, from yesterday, um, it was making a list of one of my clients was really low in self-care. Okay. So I was challenging her to really delve into her self-care and allowing herself to fill her own cup with happiness. Mm. So writing a self-care list of 20 to a hundred things that really could fill her cup up. Mm-hmm. So writing the list and then the challenge was also that she needed to do at least three self-care items a day. Okay. Another common one is, um, I also challenge people a lot with gratitude that they will journal gratitude every day and that they'll actually speak at least three gratitudes out loud a day to the people in their life. Thank the people that are around them. Cause I do find that gratitude is the quickest way to shift how we're feeling. Oh, absolutely. But I'm sure it makes a difference to release the limited beliefs and the negative emotions first before you're filling it with gratitude. Absolutely. What's, why is that such a big deal? It's, it is because it's kind of like digging out an infection, you know, and, and before you put the bandaid on. Okay. And so we're kind of digging out the pain point. Where is this painful? Why is this painful? Mm -hmm. And digging it out and just, and then through affirmations and through the energy release, we're kind of like putting the medicine back on it and putting the bandaid and sealing it back up with love. And if you're doing, if you're putting a bandaid or medicine on before you are digging out the infection, it's just kind of going to get deeper and more infected and worse yes yes okay so really key to do the digging first yes yes absolutely okay um so as far as we've heard a lot of how you can help pregnant mothers children Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you want to touch on on that Um, I will say I've worked with quite a few military men that have struggled with PTSD yeah. Um, I've had really great success with some PTSD clients of mine that have had gone through traumatic experiences while serving. That's a big um, deal. Mm-hmm, in the military. And so I've had a lot of great success with that as well. Wow. How many times does someone need to see you? You're saying you're seeing a lot of people regularly. What does uh-huh. that mean? Well, so it does definitely fluctuate. Yeah. So sometimes people want to come just for help with pregnancy. Okay. And delivery. Um, but then I also have women that might come monthly to me because they find that the foot zone helps bring the body into regulation, even with their menstrual cycles. And so someone like that, that wants support for her cycles, Uh um, I would see monthly. Then uh, sometimes like working with one of my, I have a PTSD client, Mm -hmm. he's doing so much better that he hasn't come as often. Cool. So we've kind of worked through that. Yeah. But then life is a gift that just keeps giving. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> oh, yes, it is. <laughs> keeps giving us new, fun challenges and experiences. Yeah. And so um, the clients that I see regularly, also, they just want to be able to have a safe place where mm-hmm. they can go and kind of like that upkeep. Yeah. And just regularly release whatever life has thrown their way. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Very neat. So the frequency that someone is going to see you is just changing depending on what they need. Absolutely. Okay. Very cool. Um, do you have any tricks or tips that you would like to give our listeners that might be pregnant mothers, whatever, anything that they might be able to do at home Mm -hmm. to help themselves with some of this. I definitely feel like the number one thing is self-care. 
Yeah. Okay. The number one thing is self-care. Because and you talked about that just a second ago. Yes. What does that look like though? Cause I, I'm thinking mm-hmm. to write down a list of 20 to a hundred things of self-care. Yes. I'm sure I could come up with it, but that's a lot of things. Yes. For me, self-care is deeper than just, um, you know, <laughs> It can be beauty things, but it can, it also, it's really just what fills your cup up with joy. Okay. What fills you up. And so your list was different than my list or, you know, um, you're someone, a family relative, even though you may think we're just alike, but, um, really no one can serve from an empty vessel. Mm -hmm. No one can give what they don't have to give. Yeah. And we are accountable for our own happiness. Right. And so I love to. My biggest tip is for a woman or man, really anyone to being sure that they are filling their cup up first. Mm -hmm. So they show up as the best version of themselves as a mother, as a wife, as a sister, as a daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, I know for me, the biggest way that I know I'm low on self-care is when I start to have like knee jerk reactions to things that are not that big of a deal, literally crying over spilled milk where (laughs) that's not my personality. I don't really care about, you know, we just cleaned it up, but I find that if I'm overreacting, okay, then I'm like, wow, Mandy, you, you are tired. Yeah. Um, and I love to just dig into myself and say, well, Mandy, how are you feeling? What is it that you want? And often it's like, you know what, as I, as I really am checking in with myself, I'm finding I am Dehydr- I'm feeling actually dehydrated. Wow. I'm feeling like I, I need to go get some water. I need to just go put myself in timeout for five minutes and do a five minute meditation uh-huh. and rehydrate myself. Oh my God. Okay. So yeah, you, a lot of the time we do see self-care as beauty things. Yes. Take a bath, get a facial, get a massage, yes. whatever. And those are awesome. But also- yes. First of all, they're, they're spending some money a lot of times Yes, and we can do some other things like just simply to hydrate ourselves. Mm -hmm. Wow. You wouldn't necessarily consider hydrating yourself as self care or, or retail therapy or something, all of those things. So, um, and those definitely can be on your list. Sure. I mean, bath is on my list. I love sometimes if I've had a long, stressful day, I do want to go take a bubble bath Mm -hmm. at night and just kind of zone out. And I do I love, love a good retail bath. therapy sometimes, <laughs> but like you said, they are spending money and mm-hmm. I don't think that self-care has to be spending money. Mm-hmm. It can be listening to a podcast. It can be taking a nap. It can be talking to your best friend. It can be gardening. Yeah. Maybe going for a walk. Going for a walk. Let's exercise. More. Yeah. Exercise. I know for me, I, um, I have like a sleepy time tea at night that I like to drink. Okay. And so, um, doing that and in the morning I, I juice every morning I juice oh, celery. Juicy. So juice that's on my self care list. So Maybe for a nutritious me, nutritious meal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I do meditations every morning mm-hmm. and then I go for, um, a short hike every morning with my dog. I take my dog out we go connect to nature. I don't typically wow. listen to music or anything. I'm just really taking in the beauty that is around me. I'm taking it all in and just feeling like I'm connecting to nature. Come home. I do some juicy, my celery, and Mm -hmm. it's very intentional for me. Mm -hmm. And as I'm drinking it, oftentimes I'll get out my journal and I'll write some gratitudes down. So gratitude is also on my self-care list of taking time to write my gratitudes for the day. Really cool. There's so many things that we can do to take care of ourselves. What would your advice be to someone that is feeling extremely overwhelmed and they feel like they cannot find time to do any of these little things? Yes. You know what? That comes up all the time. But what I have found is that the price tag for not doing self-care is too high. So for example, let's say I've got three loads of laundry that I feel like have to be folded. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? You don't have time for self-care. You've got to do that laundry. But what I've noticed about myself, and I've found that this is true for my clients as well, um, when I'm filled up in self-care, I can fold that laundry in 10 minutes. Oh, heck yeah. It would take double the amount of time and if it, you're feeling an empty, if you're it, it em- does empty. It yeah. does, because then I grab my phone and I mindlessly, like, it's kind of like that um, uh, bird. Oh, what's over here? What's yeah. over here? And yeah. so I, I'll go, oh, I should look up on Facebook or Instagram what's going on here, and then I can't get it done. Yeah. It just takes me a lot longer. Mm -hmm. And also I find with my children, 
that when I am low in self-care, I will often, unfortunately, overreact. Mm. And then mm-hmm. I'm spending time mending relationships. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, dang it. I, I'm so sorry, honey, that I, you know, got frustrated with you there. I didn't yeah. mean to. Where if I'm showing up, and so for me, I do get up in the morning and I get in a lot of self-care mm-hmm. first thing. And so it kind of fills my cup up for the day. Yeah. And then I do end the day with several self-care items like mm-hmm. my nighttime tea and things like that that help to unwind my mind. Yeah. But I feel like the price tag of not taking care of yourself will show up in the day that yeah. things take longer and that I will feel bad for how I showed up as um, as a friend, yeah. as, a, as a parent. Yeah. Um, or, you know, if whatever relationships are significant for you in your life. Mm-hmm. I know I show up as the best version of myself when my cup is filled. So it's a matter of looking through your day and reprioritizing things to make sure that you're filling your cup up so that you can show up better and be more efficient. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. I love hearing the little small self-care things that you're doing because those things too, they don't take very much time. No, they it's don't. Like drink, making a little cup of tea to drink at night does not take that much time, but it's going to fill your cup enough that it is so worth it. Yes. So, wow. And, and you were saying like the tips. Yeah. The, um, my two favorite questions are how do I feel and what do I want? Okay. So that would be like my biggest tip. And then you can look, refer back to your self-care list for that. But getting into the practice of connecting with yourself, connecting with your body. How do I feel? Okay, I'm feeling tired. I am, you know, I'm feeling a little bit of a headache. I've noticed it's hot in St. George and I, I haven't <laughs> been drinking any wa- I haven't drank any water today. Yeah. So my tip really is for people to just be able to go into their own body mm-hmm. and say, how do I feel? And what is it that I want right now that could help me show up as the best version of myself? Okay. Amazing. And everybody can do that multiple times throughout a day if you I need do to. it all the time. Okay. I love that. You man. can do it hourly. Yeah. Okay. That, that is such great tips. Thank you. I just, I always am trying to help our listeners that aren't local get a little piece of how they can help themselves yes, at home too. Yes. Okay. And, and then because we've talked about the people that aren't local, do, yes. can you help people still that, that aren't local that maybe are in Georgia or somewhere far yes. away? Yes. Yes. Shout out to all the people in Georgia. (laughs) Yes. I would love to work with people who are not local. And I want to do that because I just really love, especially connecting with women. And so this last year I've spent, um, in a program, my time in this program called the empowered wife. Um, and I've become a certified coach through Laura Doyle, through her program, through her coaching. And it was a very intensive year with, um, lots of practice and lots of feedback of working with women. And I'm also, so I'm incorporating working with women through coaching and doing energy work in our sessions. And so if anyone is interested in that, that is not local, I would love to work with anyone and you can contact me through that as well. If you would like to receive relationship coaching and energy work. Amazing. So you can still help people heal through energy work, not face to face and not touching their body. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's really important to know. So how I we're jumping the gun a little bit, but how would these people contact you? I have um, an Instagram page Mm -hmm. that you can send me a direct message. And my um, Instagram page is called soulconnection.ms. And that's spelled S-O-L-E, like the bottom of our foot. Yes. So soulconnection.ms. And just please contact me through a direct message and we can start chatting. And that's the same for people who are farther away and people who are local. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Well, this is really cool. Do you have anything else that you would like our listeners to know about you? I think that my the thing that I want to share the most is that just I I really am passionate about working with people. Yeah. And it really helps me as well. So it's not I don't ever people will often ask me, "Do you feel depleted?" after working with people? And the answer is no, I don't. Mm. I feel energized. I feel like a deep connection working and getting to know other people. So it's, it benefits me as well. And that's one of my passions is working with people. 
I think you are a very special type of person to be able to do that. And you have such a wonderful calming presence that is like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know you. This is to all of our listeners. This is the first time that we are meeting and there's something like I already feel connected to you. There's something very special about you. So I really appreciate you spending time with me. And I wanted our listeners to know that you guys, Mandy's amazing. Thank you. She has this really calming presence and it's amazing. It's definitely very obviously a gift of yours for you to be able to leave a session and to feel uplifted and energized and not like you gave and gave and gave and and are depleted. It's obviously a gift of yours then. And so I'm really grateful that you have tapped into this gift of yours and are able to make a career out of, out of this gift and out of helping people because we definitely need people like you. So thank you. Thank you, Morgan. And I just appreciate you and taking the time to meet with me today. Absolutely. So wonderful. Thank you for everyone that was listening today. Yes. Thanks to all of our listeners. Mandy, are you going to be at the birth expo? I am. Yay. Are you going to have a booth there? I will have a booth there. Okay. You guys, you got to stop by and see Mandy at the birth expo. We're so excited. We cannot wait for it. We're so excited for the expo. We're so excited to see you there and you guys need to get geared up and excited to see Mandy at the expo because she will be there. Um, and with all of that said, okay, so at soulconnection.ms is how we can contact you. Do you have like, um, should they just send you an, uh, message, right? Yes. There's not like a link to book. No, no, not right now. Okay. Deal. So just send her a little message. If you guys would like to message us, on Instagram, you can do so. Our Instagram is the Birth Village Podcast. You probably know that by now, but you know, just in case you don't, you can also send us an email at thebirthvillagepodcast at gmail.com. And we do still have our voicemail line open if you'd like to leave us a voicemail. We just enjoy hearing from all of you guys so much. The number for that is 424-444-1BBP or 1287. And if you are feeling extra generous, we would love to have you leave us a rating or a review, depending on what platform you're listening on. Um, First of all, we just really enjoy hearing what you guys have to say and hearing your reviews and what you've liked about it and what kinds of things you'd like to hear from us. But also it does help us to make sure that we can share our message far and wide. Um, And speaking of that, please feel free to share this episode and any of our episodes that you think would be beneficial for someone that you love, make sure to share it with them because that is what we want to do here is just help people, bring people into the village and grow our village. So Mandy, one last time, thank you so much for being with me. Thank Thank you you. to, yes, thank you to all of our listeners and we will leave you with the reminder that empowered women empower women. 